2: learn more at ucsd.edu
1: the around the nfl podcast making america great again
2: welcome to another edition of the around the nfl podcast i'm your host colleen wolf but dan is here too i think he's trying to sabotage me and we're joined by a room filled with some heroes chris wesling and greg rosenthal hi colleen what's up dan what the hell is going on here
0: I am it is the off season <laughs> it is the dark period so to mix things up I am behind the glass today Brandon is over my shoulder but I am running the show
2: from behind the glass Oh no <laughs> So Dan basically <laughs> is, he's seated behind the glass. Brandon but
3: literally just went over his shoulder to press something for him as he was pressing it.
2: He's in the shadows right now. And so far, this these are the things that I've heard from Dan. Oh, that's a button. Can they hear me? Oh, it's my world. Great, I love it. So <laughs> it's Dan in front oh, of a man. soundboard, Put and the it's the off it season.
0: I am very excited. You know, I think this is a good way for me to, Look at the show from a different angle, behind the glass. See Literally. who the real contributors, who's who's really carrying their weight, who needs to work uh, harder, pick up the chisels on that side.
2: Great. So Dan <laughs> is looking over our shoulders it's while we do this. It's an excuse
0: for Dan to play Get Your Dan hands
3: as much as possible in this show. <laughs>
2: So I said to him, I saw him earlier this morning, uh, he was getting makeup, and he said, yeah, I don't know about having the pod three times this week. Might have been a mistake. (laughs) And now, all of a sudden, he's not hosting, and he sends me an email a half hour before we sit down to do this, and he says, you're hosting, I'm producing. So It's all being shown. Uh You can.
0: Uh, this is a great conspiracy theory, Colleen. Yes, I you know in putting the show together, how do we jazz this one up? Uh, you know, the third show of a very quiet week. Uh, but it wasn't because I thought the show was going to drown, so I was jumping off the ship. If anything, I put myself in an even more uh, vital role here because really I'm trying more vital new. than host.
3: So you're more important than Brandon. <laughs> I mean, Brandon McGinnis is more important than
0: you. You're saying in our
2: that, show that's, that's what, an interesting. Statement.
0: Well, that's what Irish says to me.
2: Wow. This is this is a lot to handle right now, I think.
0: And can I just say that's why you change
3: producers so often. They're so valuable. (laughs) You don't want any one of them to get too comfortable
0: every seven months or so. That's not nice. But Colleen, this is obviously you're running the show here. But I do want to we should touch (laughs) on we should touch on what's going on with the softball team. Uh, I did. I handed out the starting lineup.
2: Yeah, you did. Wednesday
0: afternoon. Uh, You are not starting. And I know you're a little upset about that.
2: Yeah, uh, I'm on the bench, but that's fine. I, I'm i not going to change my approach at all. And you know what? I guess I just have to prove myself. I feel like the Trent Richardson, even though I never really had a breakout year. Strike three, you're out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Play ball. So this is going well.
3: This is just Dan's desire to have as many drops Strike as
2: three, possible. Strike three, you're out. Oh my God! By the way, I
0: found these these drops of uh, random baseball stuff. Clearly, it was it was recorded in Toronto.
2: Play ball! <laughs> Strike three, you're out. Dan, you're out. Do you have a pre-show grade?
0: No. In fact, you well, have to give. I'm one. the producer. The host hands out the pre-show grade, so that's on mm. you.
2: Okay, I'm feeling pretty satisfactory right now, so I'm gonna go with a C plus. Wow. Wow, that's pretty much my standard. Like I will set the bar really low, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) and then basically be surprised if it's better.
3: What under uh, you know under promise over deliver? Right. You know, it's like my pre-show grade for the softball game tonight. That's a hot butt sizzling in the host (laughs) chair. You are really just putting Thanks for her, putting me here. Yeah, in a bad position here. My pre-show grade for the softball game is D+. Plus D because why? I I like feel like
2: you're
3: I feel like putting Colleen on the bench. Somebody's
2: going to have to take him away from the soundboard for real.
3: She hasn't been here. She hasn't been on the field for a while. You're you're causing some consternation within the team. She's not handling it well. She's already trying to bring alcohol to the game. Mm. She's going to be on the bench. What's wrong with bringing alcohol to the game? It's well, yeah,
2: it's softball. That's the only way to play. Well, I was going to bring it because I didn't want to have to pay for Postmates, but <laughs> someone else already came up. To, I mean, they came in and really saved the day because they're bringing beer. So Darius. you are
4: going to sit on the bench. Yes. Right and, next to the beer and
2: drink it. Yes. During I feel the like game. It's a good rule. <laughs> I'm excited about the softball game and I give it a pregame uh, grade of a kind of wow. I think okay. we, right uh, Brandon.
0: All right. Very important game for the shield. We're three and four, a game out of the playoffs. And the only thing with Colleen, we're glad to have her back in the lineup. But, you know, you can't just parachute back into the picture and expect to That's still have fair. a starting job. You've been gone for almost two months.
2: Well, for various reasons. I know. Uh, you saying. know, a lot of them work related. Mm. So Very I'm fair. not uh, no excuses, though. OK, we'll see what happens tonight. How about that?
0: I like it. OK, we're let's do it. Let's
2: do some news. How about that?
0: OK, let's do some news. <laughs> You and your Uh comments. It's fun to say them. It's fun to hear them. That's why I say them. That's why I listen.
2: (laughs) All right. So first up, this is very good Good job, Dan. Yay! Oh wait, Dan. Dan needs
3: constant affirmation (laughs) as a producer too.
2: All right, so, guys, first up, there's a quarterback in the league that cannot stop staring at himself in the mirror. That's Matt Ryan. He's using a mirror to improve his it's footwork. It's about me. It is. It is about all the quarterbacks. He's hoping to improve his timing and his ball placement. And um, what do you think about this? Will it help? Do you care at all? Wes? How
4: did this make it into the news?
2: Listen, it is. why do you think Dan is not hosting this? So
3: Dan sets this up as a shaky uh, news, news operation. A first news item. Yes. And then he. I'm sorry, he was I was the, the only team. one that was even
0: slightly interested in planning the show today. Well, that's. And <laughs>
3: n-
2: I would have planned it if I knew I was hosting it.
0: Number two, number <laughs> two. This is a way, Wes, as a jumping-off point to talk about Matt Ryan. If you really need to, you know, fair. pull back the curtain a little bit. Go ahead. Oh, let's talk a little
3: Matt Ryan. Sure. What do we think? Bad year last year. Relatively, a little disappointing. I was disappointed. I think you'll have a bounce-back year. I think Matt Ryan's the same quarterback he's always been.
4: And I heard Nate Burleson say on Total Access yesterday that Mohamed is going to be one of the best number two wide receivers in the league. I think Nate and I are on an island on this one. I think Sanu is going to exceed expectations. He got lost in the shuffle in Cincinnati. Not enough targets to go around for everyone, and I think he felt a little left out. When A.J. Green and Marvin Jones were injured for a month, month month-and-a-half long stretch in 2014, I thought Sanu played lights out.
3: A lot of drops. A lot, a lot of, of
4: diving drops. catches, a lot of, a lot of tough catches in traffic. I think when he's targeted consistently, he's a good player. Mm.
2: I also think second year in Kyle Shanahan's offense, so that always helps. First year, sometimes it's a little shaky. We saw what happened with Eli Manning in Ben McAdoo's offense. It just takes a little bit of time, and then you sort of see when it starts to click. So hopefully that happens with Matt Ryan.
3: I I also think that Shanahan and Ryan should have been a much better combination than it was. Like, we thought that that was going to be amazing. Right. And it was not good at all. It, was, it I wouldn't say it was not good at all because the running game worked for Shanahan. It should be much better. I mean, they year. fell
2: off, though, so, so far the second half of the season.
3: It was weird that the defense wasn't really the problem for Matt Ryan. Uh, I mean, for the Falcons. I think being average on defense was about as good as they could expect. It was really the passing game declining was, was the problem down the road.
0: Admit it, though, Greg, you were all in on Matt Ryan last season. He disappointed you. He maybe revealed himself to be no better than 11 through 14 in the quarterback rankings, and maybe that's just who he is. Maybe he'll never become the top five guy.
3: Well, I think this year when he is going up against the Orleans Saints, you know, they Dan- Dan's not even listening right Dan, now. Dan, I... am h- producing. Y-
2: you have to listen.
3: I'm producing. All right. I'm, I'm saying when he is going up against, you know, Jerris Bird and the New oh, Orleans hang on. Saints...
0: Stay stay with what? me. Jerris Bird. <laughs>
2: Put down the ja-
3: chisels. Jairus Byard. Yeah.
0: Jairus uh,
3: Byard. Yeah, I think... So- he- Soft, no, I think Dan start heads. putting down the chisel, <laughs> the timing there. I don't want this fixed in editing. How
4: you that was gonna, a big delay. How are you going to expect Matt Ryan to keep playing at the same level, p- keep posting the same numbers when he loses Tony Gonzalez mm. and Roddy White is a shell of himself? Yeah.
3: He,
4: basically, he had Julio Jones in the slowest wide receiver core in the NFL.
3: Yeah, but he gets to play Jairus Bird twice a year. <laughs> there you go. It? Jairus <laughs> Byard.
2: All right, moving on. How about DeMarco Murray? He's happy to get his groove back. He's going to be running downhill again. He told the Jim Rome Show he likes the fit with the offense. It's strictly downhill, and that's what he's been accustomed to his entire life. He said nothing against last year or what happened. It just didn't work out. But he's super excited about the upcoming season, and he's really looking forward to it. Mm. Do you think that DeMarco Murray will bounce back in the Titans' offense?
4: I do. I don't think he's going to be 2014 DeMarco Murray. That guy's gone. But as I've said several times, when you look at guys with extremely heavy workloads, historically heavy workloads, they often are terrible the next year and then bounce back to 80, 75, 80% of what they were the year before that. So I, to me that's reasonable. He's in a bet, he's in an offense that's more suited to his style now too.
3: Well, but he doesn't get the Cowboys offensive line. Like that that's the biggest reason why he had that breakout season. He's a no, good it wasn't. he's it a good runner. He played well. Yeah, for half a season behind the best no, offensive line in the league.
2: For at least 13
4: games that season.
2: Scientist heat? Is yeah, that's what's true. happening could right now, Dan.
0: Uh, not quite at that level. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going down to the lab. <laughs> Do you want to go down to the lab? We can.
3: Wow. Well, yeah, I think there was some. There could have been some buns and burner blowtorch, but I didn't no, hear that. We, yet. We, don't, we don't need to. <laughs> I don't just don't hand this out willy nilly. There's been a lot of willy nilly drops here. Uh, I, the Titans' offensive line. It remains to be seen how good they are. You know they've got some pedigree there, but they certainly weren't a great group last year, and they still got you know a- offensive mastermind Mike Mularkey
0: running the show. I, by the way, Wes's theory holds water to me that after you know at a times a dynamic 14 season, 15 was that down season tied to the workload, and maybe he bounces back. But there is the other side of it where it's just gone that he had mm-hmm. he had usefulness for a period of his career, and he got he got worked to death, and now his career is in a uh, it can't. It can't be ba- coming back from that. It could be over. If that's the case, he'll quickly
4: find himself on the bench in favor of Derrick Henry.
2: Ooh. Yeah, the thing that I really didn't like about last year was when he. Talked with Jeffrey Lurie about the fact that That's he needed true. more touches and he needed to be in there more, and I don't like a player that sort of complains about that.
3: Classic uh, locker room lawyer behavior. Got to get rid of the locker room lawyers.
0: We've seen that for years. <laughs> we should get a locker room lawyer drop. Dan, can you work on that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. After the show, guys.
2: Great. Okay.
0: By the way, everyone's going to get a shot at this at some point. It's not as easy as it looks. A uh, shout out to the Irishman, and uh, <laughs> and you know all the people before him, because not only have to listen to what's going on, you've got to mind the board. Yeah. And you just got to be plugged in on the levels, which I'm not even doing. It's, well, Dan, what's know, the hardest
2: job. part about this transition?
0: Uh, I just explained all the different things.
2: <laughs> the hardest one.
3: I think the hardest What's one the would difficult? be would be getting oh. emails five minutes before the show from <laughs> Dan Hansis of all the drops and preparation that you need. Brandon
0: is agreeing with. But me. you know what? That's what makes the show great. All right, what else is going on?
2: All right, so Patrick Peterson, he's pumped up about second year Ow! receiver J.J. Nelson. He said on NBC Radio, he's going to have a great year. Now he was in that limited role last season and. Kevin Patra actually wrote up this article so shout out to him um, and he described him as a petite five foot ten one hundred and sixty pounds he's talking about Todd on petite. there yeah um, I don't I'd know. like to
3: see him call J.J. Nelson petite
0: to his face. Yeah, that's I mean, classic NFL player petite. here. <laughs> Patcher, who bulked <laughs> up in the winter and now is cutting weight in the summer, is now calling professional athletes petite.
2: Wow.
4: Na- Nelson is 5'10", 160, so he and Patcher are about the same size.
0: Oh.
2: oh, oh put no. it on the whiteboard. You're on the whiteboard. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, I mean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> He has Larry Fitzgerald, Michael Floyd, and John Brown on that depth chart. He has to get in front of one of these guys. How do you see Mm. this playing out, Greg?
3: Well, he's not getting in front of any of those guys, although – between Floyd and Brown especially, the, the odds of one of them being hurt at some point is certainly possible, so they're going to need J.J. Nelson. And I think the Cardinals throw the ball enough, they don't really use the tight end that much, as we talked about in the last show, that they can use a fourth receiver. I mean, even in his role last year, you saw Nelson flash. He certainly looked good in the preseason and a couple times made some big-time plays in the regular season.
4: Bruce Arians and Steve Kime have been talking J.J. Nelson up all offseason. I remember at the scouting combine when they were talking about him, and somebody asked if who's faster between John Brown and J.J. Nelson, and Arians said it's not even close. Nelson's faster. And John Brown's one of the fastest wide receivers in the league.
3: And they said, And he also talked him up during the OTAs about just how good he is tracking the ball, that he has something special about tracking the ball over his shoulder, which is just a tough thing for young receivers to do. And he's got that skill set. It's amazing how they find these guys. Where did J.J.
2: Nelson went to co- go to college? Anybody? So much optimism in the offseason. Mm. How much of it is true?
3: Well, J.J. Nelson, in, yeah, in fairness, by the way, went to UAB. I believe they eliminated their program for a little while after he left, although I think it's back. They first announce it. I'm just saying, it's not a it's not a good sign when you eliminate the program. Probably not a great it's group. group. <laughs> um, uh, but they, this is the time of year where guys like JJ Nelson, lightweight guys, when there's no tackling. You know, this is kind of their. Are me.
2: you calling Kevin Patra lightweight?
3: Wow, no, I, I would never do that. <laughs> I would, I would never insult another man's body. I'm built like a twelve-year-old girl. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Um, by the way, so one of the <laughs> things that um, Dan does when he hosts the show is keep time. Oh yeah, yeah that's doing?
3: true. Um, How are we doing so far? So
2: far, um, made some mistakes in my timing. Oh no,
0: oh. don't doubt yourself.
2: And no, uh, I'm only at five minutes so far, that's and not that right. is definitely wrong. Hey, so. good news.
0: Uh, a great producer serves as a backup, and I have us at fifteen minutes. Right? Oh, perfect. Okay. okay, so I'm
2: ten minutes off. Great. Yep. I'm also really good at math. Okay, so. I think you moving. to you're move doing great, Yeah, let's move on yeah. to our next story here. Oh, the next story. Oh, Dan, you should be in here for this one.
3: <laughs> this is.
0: <laughs> so much wreckage.
2: Dan also wearing his Jet shirt today, too. I
0: am. True homer.
2: So Eric Decker, he's tired of Ryan Fitzpatrick and the whole contract situation. Um, actually, tonight at 7 p.m. on Total Access, Tiffany Blackman has a one-on-one interview with Eric Decker, and he said that he's so tired of answering questions about Fitzpatrick. I know everybody's tired of hearing about it. He said on a scale from 1 to 10, he's at a 10 right now. We've talked about it at nauseum here. Everyone the feels the
0: same way. The Jets players feel the same way. The coach feels the same way. The GM feels the same way. Wes feels the same way. I feel the same way. Yeah. And I, you know, not to toot my own horn, but months ago I predicted this was going to get ugly if they didn't take care of it. And God forbid it went into training camp. And guess what? They're the goddamn Jets. So what happens? This is going to go into training (laughs) camp, and it's going to continue to haunt the franchise and create ugliness. And it, uh, again, points to an ugly season Mm. in New York for the Jets. I am not excited right now. Wait,
3: haven't you literally tooted your own horn? during this podcast, like, multiple times. And you have multiple horns. I don't I mean, know.
2: That's more of a bell.
3: I'm just saying, like... Uh, the clown I'm car horn is your own horn. <laughs> the Dan Hansa song is, like, tooting your own horn. All
0: right. I uh, no, I I, I honestly... Uh, I'm sick of it, too. This
3: and I whole just situation, wish
2: this never happened. It's moving at a glacial pace, and it's but one it of those sure. things that just, it's like... Sick. It makes me not, like the Jets, and it makes me sick of Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I don't really want to do that. I don't want to feel like that, but I have no choice.
4: I feel sorry for poor NFL media's Tiffany Blackman, one of my my favorite of our team reporters, who knows ahead of time Eric Decker's fed up with this question, and she also has to ask the Mm.
3: question Mm. stuff.
2: So one of the – I actually went down to the comment section on this article at (laughs) NFL.com, and admirable Lord Ken says, give Mo that money and move on already. What do you think about that? Giving the money to Mo Wilkerson instead.
0: It's fair. It's fa- at a certain point, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick might have overplayed his hand, and the team's just gonna say, "Screw it." You know, I hope that doesn't happen. Ryan Fitzpatrick I'd, sitting there with a pair of threes in his
4: hand. Yeah, for, <laughs> trying to push more money to the center of the table. If I don't
0: want to be on the Geno coaster, <laughs> but this is getting ridiculous. This is a false, it's false
3: comparison, but if the or false choice, I suppose. But if the two choices were. Forget Ryan Fitzpatrick, just roll with Geno Smith, see what happens this year, and give Mo Wilkerson the money he wants and Mo Wilkerson is signed long-term. Or it's you get Fitzpatrick, you get Mo Wilkerson back on a one-year contract, but it's probably his last year in New York. I, if I'm a Jets fan, I'm taking the long-term Mo Wilkerson contract and rolling the dice with Geno. He's more important long-term. Are those two situations related to each other? Maybe not. I mean, they have to be somewhat related. They're on the same team, and they're strapped for cap, you know, cap room. They, they should be somewhat
0: related. Like I said, it's probably a false choice, but if you have to make the choice there, Dano. Well, I've heard, you know, the fact that they have a killer schedule this year and they're, you know, one of those in-between teams where they're not, you know, a juggernaut and they're not bad. If there was a season to look ahead... I would say this could be it. So, yeah, Mm. keep Big Mo then. Yeah. But I don't think it's that simple. I
3: wish it was. I'm sensing people are getting on the Geno coaster with me.
2: Well, you look at what the Broncos did last year, and it was the defense and not Peyton Manning. So, if Geno Smith could just be a serviceable quarterback.
4: And import the Broncos' 2015 defense. Yes. Behind him. That'd help.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, um, just to sort of pull the curtain back a little bit before the show... Dan came in here and he was dancing and like he, he was in a really good mood. Normally when <laughs> I'm always in, in a good here, mood. he's always in a good mood, but I can always see he's like a little stressed sometimes. <laughs> like he's just he wants to get all of his stuff together and he wants to plan it out. So before the show, when we all come in here, he's usually like kind of in the zone <laughs> and and just like in his computer. Today he waltzes in, he's dancing, he's making jokes. But <laughs> we were also listening to Lemonade beyonce's lemonade oh yeah and that sparked a little bit of a conversation about album of the year so
0: ooh, i like this
2: yeah right i said that i think beyonce's lemonade should get album of the year
3: i think it will
2: (laughs) i love chance the rapper i love kanye Mm. but beyonce you can't top it for me
3: i want to hear west chime in first Blood
4: on the Tracks, 1975. That's not an option.
2: <laughs> how old
3: are you? <laughs> <This year? laughs> Have you listened to uh, any? Wes, how old are you? Honestly? 42. <laughs> Have you listened to any music recorded in rele- that was released this year?
4: Yes, I've listened to Kanye's album. Okay. I tried to listen to Beyonce's, but they make it awfully hard to find it.
0: You
3: got well, it well, yeah. Hey, Beyonce,
0: come back to us. Get it's on really all the annoying. streaming services. Thank you.
2: <laughs> I thought you liked Chance, too, no? I
4: liked the uh, song that Greg played in the podcast studio. That was good. Sure.
0: Okay. Well, what else is out there? What would be, I mean, we got to represent other rock or pop or. The year's
2: only half over. <laughs> what is that? What are those things? Rock? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well,
3: what
0: else is out there? Here's the
3: thing. Lemonade is fantastic. I've never listened to any Beyonce album more than a couple times. It's just not my not my cup of tea. But this, But Lemonade I've listened to constantly. It's very enjoyable. And it's like, it's like. Art, you know, with a capital A, you throw in the you throw in the films. It's gonna win everything. That's that's the point. Is it doesn't matter what we think. That's that just seems like something that's gonna win every single Grammy whenever that comes up. Of course, it up. matters and, what we think. And well, and it's gonna be very strange. Everyone's gonna be commenting on how awkward it is that Jay Z is just sitting there, you know, next. To I know.
2: One. Well, uh, I thought it was awkward that he was in the video, like in the actual Lemonade.
0: Oh, come on! Visual component. This is all a ruse. It is what they're doing, but it's weird. It's all it's all for show. Oh, come on.
3: I never liked Beyonce
2: before this for the record. Mm. So this changed everything for me.
3: Interesting. All right. But no, I'm going chance. I mean, you're going chance. Definitely. I mean, the song that we played uh, on Song of the Summer all night, that would that would maybe be my like fifth favorite song on that album. I mean, that really if you if you want, like just in terms of pure talent, he's Got to be in the in the upper echelon of the most talented rappers of all time already. Wow, bold! I don't story. think it's that. I don't even think it's that bold. And no, it, he's, it's he's a very really joyous, enjoy like it's a happy album. It's got to make you happy.
2: Dan, what do you think?
3: I like that we've got. I've got. I don't know. Chime I, in on chance the rapper so often. I would have to, to study uh,
0: what I've been listening to this year, but I do like. I did like the Kanye lap, but I think that he is, uh, you know, the Academy, the uh, Grammys, they don't like him. So I don't think they'll give it to him. Beyonce is kind of a critic's darling and the uh, the darling of, you know, the listeners of the world. So I would go with that. This okay. is Chance, by the way. Oh,
2: I like this. <laughs> this is
3: a strange sort of intro.
2: I like his actual he, he, voice, too. Well, he's
3: not going to get in until 30 seconds into this song, unfortunately. But yeah.
4: Is Coloring Book the name of the album? That's yeah. right. I'm going to be listening to that. All right. Oh, this is great. This is a great song.
2: This is fantastic. Will this be played at WrestleMania? Hell yeah. All right. That song is so
3: much better than the
4: crappy Mm. Justin Timberlake song.
2: You really hate that so much. Oh it's gosh. just
3: half. Now Brandon is dancing back I mean, there. I mean, I don't As really is the rest like of this America. song,
2: but it's kind of catchy, I and I don't like, want it to be catchy. It's, so, so, it be catchy. it's, it's so, so bland
0: all. and unoriginal. Oh, God. All my prediction was.
2: was and like, that it what would do you if You have sunshine yeah. in your pocket. What does that mean?
3: Home. I mean, it's no Sugar Ray, but
2: <laughs> Sugar <laughs> Ray. It's oh not God. bad.
0: No. No, no, oh, we're, we're not playing. Brandon went in to get on the board. Again. I had to swap him. To swap Brandon him just wide.
4: threw a fit because he, is, he didn't get Sugar Ray play. No,
3: down. no. He is jumping <laughs> around. Oh, my God. My ears. Stop it. No. So, all right, all right, all right. Sorry, right, Brandon. Let's
2: move on. <laughs> um, so let's talk about, uh, let's talk about football again. Maybe yeah. we can do that. Football's happening. I mean, it will be happening soon at least.
4: Mix a little pigskin in.
2: Yeah. So we have a comeback player of the year candidates for 2016. So we have a nomination from every single person here, including Dan behind the glass. Oh yeah. I'm Weird. Involved. Okay. So, uh, Wes, let's start with you.
4: lot of wide receivers coming back. You could go Des Bryant, Jordy Nelson, Kelvin Benjamin. I won't. I won't even say Victor Cruz. But no, oh. I'm going to Andrew Luck. He was the first guy I thought of. It was just last off season that we were hearing from Frank Gore and Andre Johnson, guys who have been around the league for a dozen years, saying this guy's a football god, best quarterback we've ever seen, runs the team like a coach. Mm. He's he was one. He was coming off leading the NFL in touchdowns and finishing third in yards, and we just act like he's just some guy who might be good
3: now. He's clearly great. We're not. No, we're not saying who is. We're not saying the players that. ranked him
2: number ninety-two. Well, that list is a little odd. Who might with the voting?
0: I okay. can't use that as a straw man argument because we know that
2: well, list
3: is
0: terrible.
4: In our last podcast, Greg asked if maybe we're a little skeptical that he can recapture that form. Well,
3: what I, what I said was I think Russell – all I said was it's surprising to me that Russell Wilson seems like a sure bet, and I think you agree with that. Who did you rank higher in your top 100, Wes? Russell I Wilson. Russell Wilson higher. So, there, so I think on some level you agree with that, that. He's just like a safer safer bet. That's all I'm saying. I, I'm with you that I do think luck is going to bounce back, and I think that's a great choice. I think that's a – if you're going to uh, where the uh, –
4: where they take your money? For where they take your money to, to <laughs> pick on these
2: sort of things? It's hot there a lot. I would guess. Spice Rack lives there? If they have such a, a pepper thing. Peppermill. Peppermill. As mill. <laughs> my roommate. A bunch of
3: was. Al Michaels. I would guess that Andrew Luck is one of the top choices there for this award, if there is such yeah,
2: thing. That's a thing. Yeah, that's a really good I would, be, I, would, I would
3: almost
0: think that magical city in the desert where Spice Rack NHL, NHL gets teams a lot of in sun. There. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They might even take that quarterback off the board. Because, wow. I mean, he's obviously – no, we're not Pretty even, weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's clearly – whatever the rest of the names we're going to say here – Luck, I think everyone agrees, is a Hall of Fame talent that just had a bad injury-marred year.
4: Everyone does not agree. I wish they would.
0: Mm. Well, they'll they'll find out soon enough. Thank you. Yeah, sir.
2: and they focus, too, on fixing, or ho- I mean, hopefully they're fixing that offensive line, but they did put a lot of resources into it, so mm. hopefully that helps Luck as well. I like that one, Wes. I went with a tight end. Wow. I feel like people sort of forget about this guy a little bit. Julius Thomas.
3: Oh, I thought you were going Jimmy Graham.
2: No, no, and I thought about Jimmy Graham, but I, the way that they looked, that the Seahawks offense looked when Jimmy Graham went down, they just looked so much better that I, you know, I'm staying away from him. But I like Julius Thomas because, you know, he he was injured in the preseason, so he missed a lot of time there. He missed the first quarter of the season, and he was with a new team. He's a new offense, new quarterback, and missing time. That's crucial time, especially when in, when you're in his position. And it's like you can't really build chemistry with the guys around you and your quarterback when you're not in there and you're not getting the reps and stuff. And he really did start to improve the second half of last season. And so I think that, that now that he has a full offseason and he's able to spend time with Blake and just kind of get into the rhythm there, I think that he's going to be a lot better this year. Mm. Even,
4: even with – the disappointing year last year, he leads all NFL tight ends and touchdowns over the last three years.
2: I saw that, and I was so surprised I had to double-check that. I mean, I guess Peyton Manning, those two years were incredible.
0: Well, I use that as maybe, Wes, when you you like to say that the wide receiver makes the quarterback in in a lot of cases, I mean, Julius Thomas is a perfect example to me of the quarterback making the receiver. He's never going to be a 10, 12, 15 touchdown guy again, is he? I would Really, I would push back majorly against him. Mm. Hmm. All right, he's a I great he red could. zone
4: target, and Bortles threw thirty-five touchdowns last year. And furthermore,
0: yeah. I don't, I don't even know what are the rule. I know it's hazy. The rules for there are that no player rules, it's a, which is why it's. What uh, is he coming back? For? I know he hurt his finger earlier in the season.
3: He but he coming back broke from his a bad hand, season,
2: right? He's
3: coming he's back coming from back a bad from... season and missing missing time.
0: He looked a little chunk by the way by yeah, the end did. of last season. So that's something to track as well. That's I mean, true. This is
3: a guy that. I think Wes jumps off the tape when you watch him that he's really talented. Before last year he did. He's also a guy with as many seasons over 500 yards as Jared Cook or someone that probably less than that. I mean, he has one season in his NFL career. He gets injured a lot. With over 500. Right, but he didn't play. Well, the knock on him. He didn't play the first two years. He had one great year, and then he had the weird year, the the last year in Denver. So it's a guy that hasn't consistently produced for whatever reason.
4: The knock on him is the same one as Jimmy Grant, toughness. Hmm. That if he gets a nagging injury, he's not going to produce at the level he should.
2: Yeah. But, I, I, you know, I feel like with the success that he had in Denver and then the fact that he went to Jacksonville and it was just such a down year for him, I feel like that's got to eat away at you a little bit. So I would hope that he would come back and just that that would at least fuel him a little bit. Um, Also because they have Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns defenses. I mean, the way that Robinson was last year, defenses are going to have to cover them. So that will help Julius Thomas as well. That's true. All right, who's yours, Rosie?
3: Well, I thought about, you know, your your pick for uh, when you had to really hang some onions a few shows ago when I was gone. I thought about Kaepernick because I'm thinking, you know, narratives work with this Comeback Player of the Year award. Yes, big, big mm-hmm. point there. It, right. It's all about n- the narrative. and Except, <laughs>
4: except when Philip Rivers <laughs> Except
3: for when Philip Rivers won, and I was just like, what was he coming back from, being the 18th quarterback in the league? And then I thought about, well, that, similar to that, maybe it could be uh, my guy Ryan Tannehill, just because I want to mention my, my article going up today, The Case for Ryan Tannehill. But Ooh. no, he does not really make any sense as Comeback Player of the Year. So I chose what I really would, would pick if I was – putting down sandwiches in this mythical desert town that we speak about. And that's Des Bryant. I mean, Des Bryant is someone I think that's going to be highly motivated to prove that last year was uh, an aberration. And I think is going to be highly motivated to be in as good shape as possible, which he has admitted that was not the case last year, coming off of his holdout and some injury issues, Tony obviously. Romo. And then you you get this – I don't know how many more years we're going to have of Tony Romo, but I don't think they're going to be able to run the playbook that they did a few years ago where he didn't throw the ball that much. I think they're going to be throwing the ball a ton, and they got a great offensive line, and that's a recipe for Desert what? Ryan to get two, you know, almost 2,000 yards, something like that, wow. and he gets coming Monster player year. of the year.
0: Um, I think with that quarterback, with that – Offensive line with that young running back and with Des Bryant, the ceiling for the Cowboys on offense. I mean, I'm not going to put it. I, I agree with, I think, the general consensus here that the Packers probably have the best offense in the league. Uh, if everything is clicking, but the Cowboys, they're going to be in contention if everything clicks and people stay healthy. I agree. And I don't think that defense is going to be very good, but I
3: think that helps out Des Brian's case. I think they're going to be unlike a couple years ago. I think they're going to be in a lot of games that it's twenty nine, twenty six or thirty four, thirty one. And they're going to have to score a lot of points. Greg,
0: how about the idea that he could be breaking down physically at age twenty eight?
3: The only person I've
4: ever heard make that claim is Dan Hanses.
0: Well, I'm just saying that he's got a lot going on with his body. Uh he's been around a while now. It's certainly possible.
2: I can't wait to see Des Bryant right. and Josh Norman.
0: I mean, ooh, that's true. I don't like Twice. the I don't like the injuries times either. A Wes. Year. Feet, don't like the feet, don't like a back. Remember yeah. you got he left. The, he left the stadium in a wheelchair. It's on his game.
4: grave for no reason. You <laughs> love
0: Des Bryant. I'm surprised. I do love. Uh, wait. Why do I have to be a blind fanboy about something? I'm just saying. There's two sides of the coin with this uh, conversation.
3: Well, his uh, his guy that he should follow is Brandon Marshall because no one no one is more physical and had more surgeries than Brandon Marshall, and yet he's had some great longevity in his career. An all time jet. That's a good Do point. you have a comeback player of the year? Or I do. Do you, do you do, not Dan? count because you're a producer? Well, it's like, up to you. Let's be honest. In, in a normal situation, the producer would not – we wouldn't trust the the football acumen uh, of a producer. You don't trust my
0: football acumen? Uh, you, no, anyway. please. All right. Let's Wait. Not, no, let's, no, I'll
2: let you guys treatment decide. Treatment no,
3: of course you have Dan. to throw it in. I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kevin White. Ooh. I'll throw out there as a guy that's a little off the grid. And in general, I'd like to say I have a – Play ball.
1: Wait. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That the Bears and Vikings are going to switch fates this season, and it will be the Bears getting back to the playoffs. And a big reason why is that Jay Cutler, of all people, will turn into a Big time passer with Alshon Jeffrey. yeah <laughs> oh, you're
3: just a Young, <laughs>
0: dynamic Kevin White. A guy that's been compared to Andre Johnson by his wide receivers coach. A guy who's l- looking uh, very strong and healthy in the off-season workouts. Look out for Kevin White, baby. Come back player of the
2: year. Trope alert.
0: Trope alert? Okay. Nailed it. Trope
2: alert. Trope alert on you. Wow. Oh. You're believing all Troponet. the off-season hype about Kevin Troponet. White? You haven't even seen him play a Troponet. snap, and all of a sudden, you're, he's your comeback of the year candidate?
4: Yeah. <sighs> can't wait till Brian Hoyer wins comeback player of the year <laughs> with this wide receiver court. Oh, wow. <laughs> Brian Hoyer.
0: Uh, sorry, guys. I'm too busy hanging onion.
1: Hanging <laughs> <laughs> onion? <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. <laughs> okay. I like Kevin I've
0: got to play ball. i got uh, guys back there saying Andrew Lux, the comeback player of the year. I'm hanging onion over here.
4: <laughs> uh, I thought the goal is to get it right. Well,
0: I <laughs> think I will be right. Has there
4: ever been – I like Kevin White. That's an interesting pick. Has there ever been a guy who missed his rookie year, never played in the NFL, and still won Comeback Player of the Year?
0: Mm, good question. Probably not, right?
4: I would guess not. Could, Wait,
2: Irishman just ran it. Could you be a Rookie of not. the Year
3: and Comeback Player of the Year? Could he, I don't think you can be a Rookie of the Year in your second could season. Could he be both? By the way, we should now move it. Where it's no longer called a Sessler. It's called a play ball when you, when you <laughs> have a have I've got a play, play ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Brandon has sent me multiple notes during the podcast. Yeah, uh, what is Brandon doing over The here? latest one is that, I, Not that, producing. that we owe him, I owe him a sandwich for his knowledge. Don't challenge his producer knowledge. He did win a sandwich on In
0: the last, go get my lunch. Brandon, right. I would put if I had to rank 1 to 10 how well Brandon's handling this, which isn't really a demotion, just more a little change up of the guard here.
4: It's like how you, how you did to Colleen in softball. Four, yeah, four and a half much.
0: out of 10, basically.
3: What? Well, oh. he's like, he's I would think he's in 11 right now. <laughs> he's jumping around there like he's a cheerleader. Wait, I've never I was felt so going much energy. I think
2: he's like on a sugar rush right now. He's very proud. He jumping all over the studio. And they're whispering to each other uh, now. All right. Let's move on. You said a Sugar
3: Ray rush, guys.
2: Oh. Oh. I've
3: never seen Brandon more outwardly
4: emotional. We need to have an intervention with the Sugar Ray.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I thought you guys were talking about Sugar Ray Leonard the other day. Before the pod, you were talking Sugar Ray, and I was like, Oh, I guess I missed this whole conversation. Whatever.
3: Be a lot cooler. Not (laughs) no,
2: it was um, Sugar Ray, the artist. Okay. So, Chris, you (laughs) wrote an artist, air quotes. Wow. An article that's up right now on NFL.com that everybody can check out. So, it's about the most valuable non quarterbacks entering the 2016 season. And question did you rank these are they in order are they like you ha- i know they're Thanks numbered. for
3: reading the article Kelly.
2: <laughs> no i have it right here and i do have I read some observations.
3: that's what is uh, it a banger that's what hosts have to hardcore do. Not, banger not read chris's articles
2: so <laughs> <laughs> but you're looking at them and you have them numbered one through ten i didn't know if one was like the top one's yes. the top right okay i will confirm got it so well, that would you, be, you, what I was looking at.
3: I don't know if you're just lying to cover up for the fact that you haven't read it, Colleen. But you kind of you could use some context clues here. When JJ Watt's number ten, I know, I just, number I just one and Patrick Peterson's number ten. <laughs> you know, you can kind of figure it out.
2: I'm a terrible liar. All right, so let's let's get to this list. It's a really great all-encompassing list. Um, but now that I'm looking at it, one through five, you only have one offensive player. Hmm.
4: Interesting. Well, all the best offensive players play the guy the guy behind the center yeah the
3: do you think that it's just like a great time for defensive players or just ha- well you're saying def- a great defensive player inherently you're saying is more valuable than a great no. wide receiver or skill position or no,
4: no i'm not saying it
3: so it's just I'm saying
4: jj watt is might go down as the best defensive player of all time when it's all said and done. Aaron Donald played on his level last year. Mm-hmm. Von Miller's the Super Bowl MVP and will be the highest paid non-quarterback in the NFL s- soon. And Luke Keekly, I think is he's going to be a first ballot Hall of Fame middle linebacker. So that's who you're dealing with. And Gronk is in their class.
3: Gronk is number two on your list.
2: Number two. So you have no running backs on this list. No Le'Veon Bell.
4: No Le'Veon
3: Bell. I mean, can he
4: stay off the suspended list and out of the trainer's room? The
3: one that stands out to me the most is keekley And I and I I'd, I'd guess I'd like to hear you explain, like, why you think he's at that level um, where he's that valuable to their team. I, I think you could look at the Panthers and argue k1 Short last year was as valuable as keekley Is that that crazy? Yes. Really? Yes. I would point you in
4: the direction of the Dallas Cowboys Thanksgiving game, which is the best game I've seen by an inside linebacker in the past half decade, mm. and his playoff run, which was overshadowed by Von Millers, but equally as impressive in a different kind of way.
3: I, th- I thought Thomas Davis—I th- guess it's just there's so many good players in the defense that you maybe you don't think of Keekley standing apart that much. Like, for instance, in the conference championship game, I thought Thomas Davis, before his injury— uh, was the mo- was the best guy on the field, and that's nothing against Keekly. It's just Thomas Davis was insanely good. Uh, so it's he's surrounded by great talent, but you shouldn't count that against Luke Keekly.
0: Um Wes, yes, I like your list. Thank you, Dan. I think it's very strong. I like Aaron Donald Aaron Donald is number three. I don't think a lot of people would put him there, but Wes is a real football head. Mm-hmm. So I <laughs> I believe in him when he puts him in the top three. There. The one question I will say, you got AP on the just missed portion of this. Uh, isn't that kind of, I know you said earlier this week that maybe he lost a half step, but you get on people for doubting Larry Fitzgerald. Adrian Peterson is one of the greatest running backs of all time. Shouldn't we give him a little more, uh, room and should it be on this top 10 still until he really falls off?
4: I love Adrian Peterson. I think he's great, but I'm not going to put a 30 year old running back up there who doesn't really do much in the passing game.
0: This would be probably the first time in his entire career that he wouldn't be on a list like this.
4: I would rank Le'Veon Bell over Adrian Peterson. Hmm.
0: And he yeah. did. And I and I agree because of what you said
3: about passing downs. Like He, he has a role, but you also don't have any two-down defensive tackles on this list. And at this point in his career, you're right. He's not a gigantic asset on third downs, which is like every other down is a passing down.
4: Well, for all the weirdos on the Vikings Reddit board, <laughs> look, Adrian Peterson is the best running back of his generation. He's one of my favorite players of all time. But he's not what he was three years ago. He's still great. He's just not like the 2,097 yards in a single season guy now.
2: Tyron Matthew, he's also on the just missed list. If he stayed healthy, where would he would he have moved at all?
0: I think
3: he'd be in the top 10 if he had stayed healthy.
2: Really?
0: So he'd be ahead of his teammate Peterson.
4: He'd be neck and neck right there. Mm.
3: You have Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, and Odell Beckham 6 seven, eight, and it does get me thinking about just this era of wide receivers is crazy. And I don't know if it's – its I don't think it's just that the numbers are inflated because if you throw in DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green and Des Bryant into that mix and they didn't quite make your top ten, uh, that's just a crazy top-heavy, like mm-hmm. star, stud, number one receiver group right now.
4: Yeah, I think you can – I mean, you look at the numbers, and Julio Jones had the second most receptions in yards ever. Last season. And part of that is because of the era they played in. But Antonio Brown was right behind him. And I think you can make the argument that Odell Beckham is the best wide receiver in the game. Hmm. Since he entered the starting line since he played his first NFL game in week five of two thousand fourteen, Gronk is the only player within six touchdowns of him. Hmm. But He's you have Julio so
2: above. You have Julio ranked higher than him.
4: Yeah. And Julio has more yards than him. I mean yards and receptions count too.
0: Dave, do you think uh in one two here? Do you think if Rick Smith picked up the phone and called Belichick and offered Watt for Gronk? Wow!
4: Oh my God! What would Belichick do? I don't think either of those guys would take it. They like what they have.
2: That would be so weird. (laughs) It
3: would be weird, and yet I think Belichick would take it.
2: Really? No way. No.
3: I mean, not. I guess. I guess in a real, real world.
0: Scenario. L- why you would don't you ever just, get rid of Gronk? You don't
3: just want to mess up your team. But I think in Belichick would agree with West that J.J. Watt is a more valuable player, not to mention he's a healthier player. Uh, well, over And, and le- I feel like less of a, an injury risk. I know he's coming off an injury right now. but There were also multiple reports that Belichick fell in love with J.J. Watt before that draft. Mm.
2: Ooh, that's a good point.
3: If I was Dan right now, I would chime in with it's convenient how those – Patriots stories always come out. Belichick was out. You know, he, no. he wanted Percy <laughs> Harvin. <and laughs> no. He wanted J.J. This particular
4: Watt, but... one came out before the draft.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: All
3: right.
0: And Phil Belichick's infallible, Greg. That's how I see it from behind the glass.
3: I love this list. I really have no problems with it. I wanted, I wanted to hear what you said with Keekly. I would put Miller higher uh, than Aaron Donald, but that is a small quibble, and that is basically just... I, when I look at this list, I kind of think it's not just last year. I don't think you're basing it just on last year. You're yeah, based
4: on all data available to us, right?
3: And to me, the the fact that Von Miller's been so great year after year, really since the, the day he entered the league, would give him a slight edge because I want to see Aaron Donald do it again. You know, I mean, you're talking about There's a, no reason to he think won, he wouldn't.
4: He won defensive rookie of the year the year before that, so it's not like we're talking about a guy without a pedigree.
3: That's fair, and that I mean, and that's a small quibble. I would put him. I would still have Donald on the top. I also want to point out, you always. Uh, between the top 100 list and this list, you always have a lot of love for Geno Atkins. Which always.
2: I, That's so true. Which I
3: appreciate. I think you're the biggest Geno Atkins truther out there about what, what a great player he is. He's
4: right up there with Aaron Donald, really. I mean, I, I think they're neck and neck for the best defensive tackle in the league. And Geno, in two of the past four years, has been one of the best defensive players in the league. He's, he's right a difference three, you're out. <laughs> All right, then.
2: <laughs> Dan, if this article had a vanity URL, wow. what would it be?
0: NFL.com slash Wes ain't all about the QBs. This game is more than just the Glory Boys. Check out these other players because they're badass and also dope.
2: Cool. So everybody can check that out there. Uh, it's a great article. I've basically ri- wrote, uh, written – I haven't written any of it. I'm reading it right now. <laughs> I've read, I've not read it. it. You're
3: trying to take credit I for I ch-
2: <laughs> should point out what, uh,
3: <laughs> what prompted this article with <laughs> – oh. Dan, you're you know, as a producer, you're supposed to be making the talent feel better. Oh. And and, and you're doing strike three <laughs> on West's point. You're doing the sad enough. You
2: know no, that? I
0: wasn't strike three on West's point. I hit that button by accident. <laughs>
2: really?
0: I'm not good at this.
2: No, you're great. <laughs> I
4: think you're
0: great. It's been
4: Put a lot of fun. Down. <laughs> yeah.
0: The chisels have
4: been thrown away.
2: <laughs> Wait, so what spurred this article?
4: Well, Fletcher Cox just got a new contract which made him the second highest-paid non-quarterback in NFL history, and all the talk is that Von Miller will soon become the highest-paid non-quarterback mm-hmm. in NFL history. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like a good
3: time to write this up.
2: Great timing, good content. Great. Well, you, written, good read. Got my words together. <laughs>
3: Nailed it.
1: Yeah.
2: Right.
3: No, it's going to be a metrics banger. No doubt about that. They're going to ride this thing through the weekend.
0: Yeah, but who's they? That's the big question. The DOP. Oh, that's true.
2: Dan, I want to thank you for throwing me in the seat unprepared. I think I learned a lot.
0: You know what? I think we what? all learned a lot here because I learned a lot behind the glass on what goes into uh, producing and how it's not its not an easy job. And I just want to say, Irish, now sitting to my right, uh, <laughs> pick up the chisels. Does yeah. this mean that
4: he's officially on Mount Rushmore now I'd, that you've
0: been back there? I don't think I uh, – not yet. Mm. It's not a done deal yet. Keep dangling the carrot. Yeah, you got to dangle that carrot. What does
2: he have to do, Dan?
0: <sighs> Let's just let,
3: let let this whole thing play out. That's all I'm saying. Translation, if it's going to happen, we're going to make a production out of it and have some elements. We're not just going to throw it into the end of a show where right. Brandon's not even on uh, the that's microphone. Fair. That's a good job producing by Dan Hansis. Uh, I've never seen Brandon so happy
0: as uh, that. Yeah,
3: well, well, both of Brandon's you are like beaming the guy, right now.
0: Like the wacky sidekick on a radio show that keeps <laughs> on handing little notes of bits. Uh, this one says... How to get on Mount Rushmore, get four hits tonight.
2: That's true. Oh. We're going to need you on bait. Yeah, Brandon's first ever leadoff appearance. I will be doing scouting reports for everybody from the bench. All
0: right.
4: Um, You can take over the Sessler social media rule.
2: Oh, perfect. All right, great. (laughs)
4: We're going to miss Mark
0: tonight. (laughs)
2: I know. I haven't been at a game yet with Mark. Yeah, but then may- I've only been to two games.
0: <laughs> <so> <laughs> and one of them, you try to order beer from the outfield.
2: And the other one, there was no umpires. So it wasn't really an official game. <laughs> what kind of league is this? Strike three, you're <laughs> I had three hits in that one.
0: Wow. Wow! <laughs> well, now the pressure's on. This time it counts. Well, we missed right. Mark. Mark is going to be back with us. Is he back on, uh, on Monday? He is back. Or Tuesday, whenever we do our From vacation next on Monday.
3: It's
2: not the same without him here.
0: No, it's you need true. that you need that energy that that sizzler energy so.
2: Yeah, he's going to come back refreshed. I'm excited about it.
3: I'm
0: excited.
2: All right. When are you and so you guys are all back on Monday?
3: We will be back for another show on Monday. Two shows next week. We'll probably do it Monday, Thursday. That sounds right.
2: Okay. Great. Well, everybody have a great weekend. Nailed it. I'll see you guys tonight for softball, for the mailman, for the boss, for Dan weird the irishman the we gotta Susser. come up with a nickname the old suzer till monday
0: Nicely done. all right so Connie, you'll you know you're tracking the, the the length of the program and yep Just being the producer, you know?
2: (laughs) And Dan, like every producer, don't be afraid to get in my ear.
0: I don't know how to do that, so. Okay. Oh, okay. Wait, that's a button? (laughs) Connie, do you hear me? Yes. Don't f*** this
1: up. (laughs) This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Let's go places. digital trends show up every day in business decisions and actions west monroe is the number one strategic partner translating technology into
2: financial value for companies The This Is Digital podcast applies West Monroe's two decades of secrets and best practices to your business's benefit. Favorite past topics from the last three seasons include how AI and the next generation of employees are shaping the workplace, becoming a product company, Highmark's journey, and what does it mean to put the customer first?
4: Learn more at westmonroe.com.